Glory, 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 glory. It's another episode of Grace and Faith Podcast. Thank you for listening in. And thank God for the opportunity to fellowship around His Word. I know that as we do so, there is insight, there is revelation that will transform our lives and strengthen our walk with Him. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. All right. Um, we're going to continue the series on divine leading, which uh, I've called natural, supernatural leading. So this is the part three, natural, supernatural leading three. Uh, in the first part, we actually looked at the how. How supernatural leading comes to us in natural ways. We saw that it's as simple as doing what seems good to you to do. Yes, we, we looked at Luke. Uh, we saw that um, the scriptures are written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and by the move of the Holy Ghost on the writer. Now, Luke was one of the writers of the New Testament scripture. wrote two books, the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And we saw that he wrote this book because it seemed good to him to do so. So it wasn't like he had something um, spectacular, like a vision, like an encounter. But it just seemed good to him to do and he went ahead to do it. So the move of the Holy Ghost, the inspiration of the Holy Ghost for Luke to write the book he wrote, which are now scriptures, was as a result of something as simple as doing what seems good to you to do. Alright, we also looked at the man Silas that he was sent to uh, Antioch and when he was supposed to return back to Jerusalem it pleased him to stay back in Antioch and he did and eventually he became um, a team member of Paul's ministry you know I, I was thinking about that today and I, I saw that that was exactly how Silas became a minister to the Gentile nations that was how he entered the ministry fully as uh, as one called to minister to the Gentile nations along with Paul. Its call to the ministry wasn't something spectacular. He didn't see the heavens open and the Spirit of God descending upon him. It was as simple as doing what pleased him to do. Isn't this awesome? Where we are being led by the Spirit of God, we are supernaturally led in very simple ways. In fact, in natural ways, if I may say, where you are just doing what seems good to you to do, what is pleasing to you. So we said in that part one that doing what seems good to us to do, as long as it doesn't contradict the written word of God and it doesn't contradict the witness of the Spirit we have within us, is as good as being led by the Spirit of God. Okay, so in the part two, we looked at the why. Why supernatural leading comes to us in natural ways. We saw that it is because we are born of the Spirit of God as new creations. Our Spirit and the Spirit of the Lord have become one. So it's natural to us. It's natural to us. We, we were born like that. Alright, you know, I said if a believer is asked, I, I just thought about that. I said if a believer is asked that, uh, what are your talents? You know, one of the things a believer should say is being led by the, uh, by the Spirit of God. Being led by the Spirit of God is, is one of our talents as believers. Why? Because it's natural to us. It's like our natural ability. We were born with it. 
And so God will just move us in the direction that he will want us to go. Like Jesus, we saw that also in last week, in in the second part, where Jesus was moved by the Spirit of God to go into the wilderness to fast and to pray. Bible didn't say the Spirit of God spoke to him. No, Bible said he was moved by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So, and because our spirit is joined to the Spirit of the Lord uh, as one, thoughts and words will come into our heart that will appear as if we are the one coming up with it. But really, it is the Spirit of God bringing those thoughts and words into our heart. It will appear as if we are talking to ourselves, like, I should do this, I should do that. It will appear as if you are the one talking to yourself. But it is the Spirit of God bringing those words and thoughts into your heart. It's as simple as natural as natural as that. Very simple and natural. It comes to us like that. It's like, oh, I should reach out to this person. I should do this. I should go to this place. I should. But it's the Spirit of God telling you these things. You know, um, so something happened just last Monday. Uh, it came to my heart to reach out to a friend. So I said I was going to do that in the evening. So as soon as I got back home, I picked up my phone and then I gave her a call. She picked up the call and then she called my name in a very unusual way. And I was like, what, what's happening here? Then she, she asked me, she said, do you know why I'm calling you this way? I said, no, I don't. She now said, earlier in the day, she thought of it and she actually mentioned my name that I have not reached out to her for a while, even though she has not been around or available. I have not reached out to her. I have not checked up on her. I have not, you know, she just went on and on and she mentioned my name. And then, so when she saw my call and she saw my name on my phone ringing, she was like, "What did somebody tell this young man to give me a call?" And I, and I was like, "Oh, I just noticed from my own end. I just noticed you've not been available for some time, and just came to my heart to reach out to you. So I said, let me give you a call.'" And she was like, "The spirit of God must have told you." I said, "No, that." I didn't hear the Spirit of God telling me to call you. No Spirit of God told me to call you in that sense that I literally said, call your friend. All that I had was, call this, all I had was a, a, a feeling to just call this person because she has not been around for a while. I've not seen her status update. I've not heard from her in a while. So I said, let me put a call through. But according to her, it's the Spirit of God that led me to do it. According to her, it's, it's a level of spirituality. And I'm like, there's nothing about being highly spiritual in this matter. It's just being led by the Spirit of God in very natural way. So this this is how this stuff works. It's, it's as simple as that. Now, this is not to eliminate the Father. The Spirit of God can talk to you. He talks to us. It doesn't eliminate the Father. The Spirit of God can give us vision. He gives us visions. It doesn't eliminate the Father. The Spirit um, the God can send his angel to pass a message across to us. He does that over and again. But while all those ones are spectacular and they don't happen every now and then, we actually have the leading of God's Spirit already residing in us in simple and natural ways that we should endeavor, we should endeavor to yield to without trying to look for something extra. Alright? By, by God's grace, I'm still going to be talking about discernment uh, in the next episode and uh, we'll look at how we, we shouldn't focus on the spectacular because really 
It can be spectacular, I said that before also, and still not be God. So there's a need for us to be discerning. Okay, now let's start with Paul today. I mentioned earlier that I'm going to look at how Paul also came about writing more than half of the New Testament book. Was there a vision? Or was it given a divine instruction to do so? Now, First Thessalonians chapter 2. I want to show us one of the ways Paul came about writing his epistle. First Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 17 and verse 18. Now, we know Paul's conversion, for example, was spectacular. He, he, on his way to Damascus, the Lord Jesus appeared to him. We know his calling to, into the ministry was spectacular. He had a vision. Um, the prophet came to him and then laid hands on him. And then even in his epistles, he made reference to having several visions and uh, revelation from the Lord. So he had all of those things. But did any of these spectacular events resulted in him writing the scripture that we have now? Not so. It will interest you to know that it wasn't so. Now let me read verse 17 of 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 18. It says, But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time, in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore we wanted to come to you, even high Paul, time and again, but Satan in that horse. So Paul desired to come to those people, to see them face to face, to minister to them face to face. But what happened? Satan hindered them. And what did he do? He wrote a letter to them. Very simple. So one of the reasons why he wrote letters was because Satan stopped him and his team from going to see those people face to face so you see how natural occurrences entrances precisely in the case of paul here opened him up to something as divine as writing the epistles there were times that he was also in prison so he couldn't visit his his, his disciples all that he had to do was to simply write letters as well and those letters are what we refer to as epistles now they are part of the scriptures so, natural occurrences can open you up to supernatural leading as well. But sometimes we we don't yield to this. We rather go ahead ah, complaining and whining, oh, this happened, that happened. And that would lead me to another lesson in this particular um, passage. See, if the devil is putting, if the devil is putting obstacles and hindrances on your way, disrupting your plans and bringing hardships, don't go complaining and whining. That's the perfect way to give the devil a win. You need to know that God has more than a thousand and one ways to work things out for your good. Pray and trust him to give you the wisdom on what to do next. He will always come through and you will always win like that. So don't go complaining and whining. Right there in those hardships, the entrances, the obstacle, there is the leading of God for you. There is the wisdom of God for you. Hallelujah. 
Alright, now another way, another thing about the leading of God's Spirit that I, I really want us to take note of is it is also not about asking God different questions. You know, some of us are just ask ah, God, what should I wear today? In the, in the name of being supernaturally led, you think it's by asking plenty of questions, asking God different questions at different points in time. God, what should I do today? God, should I wear this? God, should I hear this? God, should I go to this place? Should I take this job? Should I marry this person? Should I marry this person? Uh, which business should I start? And you go on and on. Really, it's not like that. It, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't mean we can ask God um specific questions to get a um, direction. Of course, we can. I'll get to that shortly. But it's also not about, um did God ask you to do it? You know, if you are doing something like did God ask you to do it? Well, God didn't ask me not to do it either. Yeah. See, if something is the right thing to do, just do it. You can be sure the Spirit of God will restrain you if it's not what God will have you do. We see that in the scripture, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 and verse 7. This was Paul and his team. He says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Wow. Look at verse 7. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So Paul and his team had planned to go to Asia to preach. Yet the Spirit of God did not allow them. He forbid them. They decided to go into another place, Bithynia, to preach again. And the Holy Spirit did not allow them still. Now, it wasn't written that Paul and his team were asking God if they were to go and preach somewhere or not. They knew it was the right thing to do. It seemed good to them to preach everywhere they have the opportunity to do so. But where God won't have them preach, His Spirit restrained them. That's how it works. So if you are going to do something and the Spirit of God will not have you do it, you will know. The Spirit of God right from within you will restrain you. Also, there's no record that the Spirit restraining them was He spoke to them. No, it was just a knowing on the inside. How did I know this? 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul said something in 2 Corinthians 2. I'm going to read verse 12 and verse 13. 2 Corinthians 2, 12 and 13. He said, Furthermore, when I came to trust, that's Paul speaking, to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord. The Lord opened the door. The Lord made the opportunity available, and it was at the right place. He said, I had no rest in my spirit. Because I did not find Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I departed for Macedonia. So even though the Lord had opened the door, which was fine, he knew how to be there, but he knew there was something that was still missing. How did he know that? In his spirit. He said, I had no rest in my spirit. So this is the supernatural leading. It, it comes from within us. You just know that there is an unrest within you. You won't have to necessarily hear a voice. You just know there is an unrest within you. And then you know that, okay, this is what I should do next. So when something seems good to you to do, just go ahead and do it. If it's something you should not do, on the inside of you, you will feel an unrest before you ever do it. 
then you will know it's not what you should do. It might necessarily not be a wrong decision. It could just be a wrong timing. So if God is stopping you from doing something now, doesn't mean that uh, it's wrong for you to do it. It could just be that at that time, it is not the right time to do it. Because Paul finally went back to those cities, those places to preach. But at the point he wanted to go, it wasn't the right time to do so. So even if you want clarity on something in particular, what should you do? Pray. Take out time to pray. Then when you're done praying, move in the direction of what's on your heart. Move in the direction of what's on your heart. Remember, your spirit and the spirit of the Lord have become one in the Lord. And so God will walk with your spirit. Bible says the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. So he will walk with your spirit to move you to go in the right direction and to take the right decision. This is how we are supernaturally led in very simple and natural ways. It's one of the blessings that we have received from the Lord. And so we have that consciousness. We, we should have that consciousness that I am led by the Spirit of God. We acknowledge it morning, noon, and night. I am led by the Spirit of God. I go in the right direction by the Spirit of God. I take the right decision by the Spirit of God. If there's something I'm not supposed to do, the Spirit of God will restrain me. There's something I'm not supposed to say. The Spirit of God will forbid me. And I will heal by the same Spirit of the Lord. For it is God that works in me, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Hallelujah. Alright, thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. I believe that you have been blessed by God's word. And if that is true, which I know it is true, I will encourage you to please share it with somebody else. If it's just a one person, share God's word with somebody else and let it be a blessing to them. Alright? Thank God for his word and thank God for his spirit. Let's meet again next week Sunday. Uh, we'll be looking at discernment. It will be a great, great blessing. Alright, see you. Cheers.